everyone, and welcome to another episode of Living a Life Through Books. I'm your host, Dr. Shanaz Ahmad. I'm quite behind on my podcast episodes. Last few months have been a whirlwind of juggling ARCs and podcast interviews. And funny thing is that even before that, I was behind. I had all these episodes in mind and even wrote them down. And then something more relevant came about and episodes got shuffled and pushed behind. Almost like my book TBR list. But anyway, this episode is also from last year. I was originally going to do this as a Thanksgiving episode, and then I came up with a different thought and put this one on the back burner. Now that I'm going back to my old episodes and reorganizing, and I thought, why not? So today's episode is about gratitude, and while it's not Thanksgiving, there is no real right or wrong time for gratitude. Any time is a good time for gratitude, right? Gratitude is an all-day, everyday thing, so let's do it. I'll start with something simple that we should all, I feel, be grateful for. Of course, this is living a life through books, so I'm going to say that we need to be grateful for our ability to read. With great power comes great responsibility. Yes, I stole that from Spider-Man, and I will give Stan Lee and Marvel full credit for that line, but if you have the power to read, then you should read. Because it's part of helping the greater collective. I'm grateful for all the people who write books to keep the rest of us aligned. I'm glad for people who read, absorb, and share information, moving us in the direction of growth, health, and happiness. Grateful for all the book clubs out there that promote reading. People say, give me the summary. I don't need to read the whole book. What's the point of the book? If I were to summarize the checklist manifesto, it's basically have a checklist. But the author, Atul Gawande, took 200 pages to help us understand why. And I cannot summarize those things for someone who could care less about wanting to improve. Because if you truly want to improve, you would try and learn as much as possible. And then you would gain the understanding of why checklists are important. I can say that it's been used in critical conditions. Checklists are used in the construction of buildings, entire buildings. Can you imagine a mistake made in a structure that big? Because the builder had enough experience to think that he or she knew it all and just missed one tiny detail that might not have been missed with the checklist. The book goes over all the specialties and subspecialties and the sub-subspecialties of medicine and why we have so many subspecialties. Basically to narrow things down and essentially to avoid making mistakes. The communication with all groups of people involved in one situation, be it medicine or flying an aircraft or just building a seven-story hospital is just as critical as communication checklists that come into play. It was a fascinating read. Gawande does talk about a surgeon's ego, and in one of the first steps of an operating room checklist, 
is the introduction of everyone in the room. And I smiled when Gawande says that the surgeons thought the step was pointless, but the nurses felt respected and like they were part of a team. I could go on, but I do want to mention one thing. I guess memorable moments. I have never flown a plane or been in a cockpit. Kawande got the opportunity to do Boeing's flight simulator. What struck me in the simulator was not about how he felt the flight accelerate or take off, but when he first got in the simulator and the guy who took him asked what airport he wanted to take off from in the simulator. Gawande goes with SeaTac, Seattle-Tacoma Airport. Here's how he describes it. Quote, I chose the Seattle-Tacoma Airport where I'd landed the day before, and suddenly the tarmac came up on the screens. It was amazing. We were parked at a gate. Guys with baggage carts whizzed back and forth in front of me. In the distance, I could see other airplanes taxiing in and out of their gates. End quote. And just like that, I felt like I was in SeaTac in the airplane. How cool is that? That's the beauty of books. They can transport us into a different world, and it never ceases to amaze me that I can go so many places without having left my home just through a book. Why read a book about checklists? Fine, let's just do a flipping checklist. Who cares about being on a flight simulator that can pull up just about any airport in the world? Well, I care. I think this book and so many others have so much more nuance to them that it would be an insult to summarize and shrink it to make a checklist. And I'll ask the question, is it right to insult a gift? Should we not be grateful for the books out there and the powers that are open to us through them? If someone asked me about Harry Potter, what's the craze about? Should I tell them to read the books or just tell them it's about a boy who discovers that he's a wizard and has to ultimately fight the greatest villain of all time? If you are a Harry Potter fan, that summary would probably make your blood boil because I can feel the sacrilege of a summary. You do not summarize Harry Potter. You just don't. But what about the characters, the houses, Gryffindor, Slytherin? What about Hagrid? You cannot have Harry Potter without Hagrid or Dumbledore. There's so much more to the story. Well, then I guess the answer would be to tell people to just read the book. If it's a genre they enjoy, they'll enjoy it. If not, move on. But telling someone that you just don't want to read and that they should tell you the story instead is an insult to the author who took the time, energy, and effort to create a world and gift it to us. There are people who say, do you not know me? I don't read. I hate reading. And this is an excuse? How do you grow? How do you experience life? It is the difference between experiencing life in black and white or color. I read somewhere on Facebook that people who read fiction are far more empathetic 
or are able to understand other people better. And then I heard a speaker talk about mirror neurons. We experience the books as critically as the characters in them. Reading gives you something that watching a movie or television cannot provide, and yet people refuse to try it out. They think it's the same thing with the screen, but it's not. I think they say that because reading is not easy. It is easy, but it's time-consuming, and that leads me to where we are today. If we could take the easy path, why would we try anything else? Reading a book or watching the movie is the difference between the actual experience and the narrated experience. It's the difference between going to a foreign country and eating some amazing food versus eating that food in a country it's not ethnic too. My contention is this. How do you experience a book without reading it and with just the summary of what people have told you? In that case... Go ahead and create your checklist. Or perhaps you wouldn't because you will not fully appreciate its importance. Or you would, grudgingly, not ever admitting that it's significant. My dad used to say, you can take a horse to the water, but you cannot make him drink. Yep, you can buy a person a book and ask them to read or even open the page for them and yet they will not read. And that, my friends, is the sad reality. This is a gratitude episode. I am grateful for all the books, the stories and messages they present to us. I'm grateful to the people who do not read for they show me a world that I do not want to be in. They give me the stark comparison that reading provides. I'm grateful for my reality and my growth. The idea for this episode really came from a Mark Twain quote, and so I will end with it. Quote, The man who does not read has no advantage over the man who cannot read. Unquote. That's it for this episode. If you found this or any of my other episodes enjoyable, Please write me a review. Like and follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Living a Life Through Books. This episode and all my other episodes are being uploaded to my website at shanazahmed.com. That is S H A H N A Z A H M E D.com. I know I say it all the time, but I'm figuring out my schedule to get going with that. Also, please share this podcast with your family and friends. Together, let's start a reading revolution. My website and logo was designed by Alia Rahman. She's a St. Louis-based graphic designer and surreal artist. You can contact her for all your web design and art needs at aliarahman.com. That is A-A-L-I-A-R-A-H-M-A-N.com. My starting and ending music for this and all other episodes was composed by my husband, Brad Slavik. I'm Dr. Shanaz Ahmed with Living a Life Through Books, signing off. Remember to water the seeds within you. It's time 